Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In this episode, we discuss our favorite tips for saving money on dining while at Disney parks, with a little discussion on the Disney dining plan and whether it's worth it. Find all episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Also, if you're interested in supporting the podcast, you can click on the donate button on our Disney Deciphered homepage, or check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Connect with us anytime at WW Deciphered on Twitter, on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, or email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any tips to share or any show topics you'd like us to discuss. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Jill Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So today we want to take a look, you know, Leslie, I don't know about you, but to me, I think dining at Disney World has a good chance to be kind of your most expensive expenditure once you're done with like travel and tickets. Can you think of something that might be more? Not that I spend money on, but yeah, <laughs> no, totally true. You got to eat. Other expenses are more discretionary, but you do have to eat at Disney World. Yeah. And so, you know, we want to take a look at the best ways to save money on dining at Disney World, or at least our favorite ways to save money on dining at Disney World. Before we get to that, though, Leslie, um, you know, I think most of our tips are going to be revolving around how to save money when you're paying for food in the parks, for the most part. But, you know, let's just talk a little bit about, you know, bringing food into Disney World or any of the Disney parks really is an option, right? Of Disney course. doesn't care if you um, pack up, uh, you know, the peanut cooler. butter, jelly sandwiches or whatever. Not at all. I mean, there are limitations about what you can bring into the park, like no glass, and you can't bring like giant monstrosities of coolers, and you can't now bring loose ice, new rule uh, from all the Disney parks. But in any event, yes, you can like definitely pack like a sack lunch, something like that. And a lot of people do. I mean, it's not as common at Disney World because there are more out-of-towners. It's very, very common at Disneyland. I see it all the time because the locals just coming in for a day. They don't want to spend money on food and they're packing their sack lunches. So it's definitely an option for Disney World folks, though, especially if you're staying at a place that has a kitchen, either a DVC unit or off property, maybe in a condo or a house. So, you know, consider that. Yeah, and I've definitely seen a bag check even at Disney World, like people open up their bags and it's like full of sandwiches. So obviously the kind of best way to save money is to bring your own food. I mean, that kind of is almost universal for any vacation. That may not be what you want to do. You might want to eat in the parks, experience some of what Disney has to offer. That's what the rest of this episode is going to be about. Sounds good. Well, let's dive in. All right. So uh, we're going to you know, kind of do our standard alternating between ideas that we came up with. Once again, we did not overlap. So that's great. So Leslie, why don't you start us off? What's uh, one of your tips for saving money on dining at Walt Disney World? So my first tip is kids meals for everybody. This is a great way to save money, and, and it only works at quick service restaurants for the most part. I mean, they don't know when you go up to the counter at a quick service restaurant whether you have, you know, 17 kids sitting back at your table so you can order all kids' meals. And honestly, I mean, especially for lunch where I don't want to eat, like, you know, on a hot day, like a massive amount of food, a kid's meal is often enough for me. And uh, so, yeah, that's a really good tip for for saving money. It doesn't really work at table service restaurants because they can see who's ordering. You know, there's some fudgeability, I guess, if you have an older child, you know, 10, 11, 12, who's technically a, a, a Disney adult, they will usually let those kids order off the kids' menus. But, you know ornery teenagers beware they may they may charge you adult prices it just is one of those your miles may, may vary situations 
Yeah, it's interesting you said this. Uh, we should say also, you know, this isn't one of our tips, but obviously if you're staying only at quick service restaurants, you're going to save a lot more money than, you know, if you go to table service restaurants. With that caveat aside, it's interesting that you said kids meals for everyone. I think, you know, maybe it's because my kids are still a little younger than yours. I didn't put this down, um, but I was thinking about putting this down and I was kind of thinking maybe not the opposite, but it's related. I was thinking just get adult sized meals for the parents only, um, and then have the kids share off of that. So, you know, we kind of come at it from different angles. It's the same general idea, though. You know, if you have four people in your family, don't buy four full meals. No, exactly. And we did that too. I mean, it's definitely a reflection of the ages and stages that you're in. A couple of years ago, we would never buy my son a kid's meal. Um, He would just eat off our plates or eat some of his big sisters. So, but as the kids start developing appetites, they need need to at least have something of their own, but they don't don't need a full price meal, certainly. Oh, and I will say that um, what has gotten me negatively in terms of spending money, but one way that your tip can really work is that you know, let's say you are two adults with two kids. The great thing about kids meals is that they quote unquote come with milk. The reason why that's great is because the milk itself costs like 280 or maybe even $3, something ridiculous for just like a tiny thing of milk. So if both your kids want milk, definitely make sure you get at least two kids meals, even if that means an adult having to eat a kid's meal, just so you can get that milk. You know, I've gotten burned by that before having to buy a separate milk and it was no fun. Totally. My kids do not love it when one kid especially gets the chocolate milk and somebody gets nothing. So not going to fly. Yeah. We just take the, I'm just like, uh, well, I'll take this milk and I'll pour half of it out. You only get half each poor kids. I know. Force march of happiness. And hunger. Before we move on, we just want to acknowledge that we do not have teenagers yet and we understand that teenagers can eat a lot. So if you have any tips about quick service of teenagers, please let us know DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com or tweet at us at www.deciphered. Okay, Joe, what's your first tip? Okay, so my first tip is in general, if you're trying to save money on dining, you're going to want to avoid the Disney dining plan. Yes, you will get a ton of food if you eat on the Disney dining plan. And if you are smart about it, you'll probably you know, get more value from the food than you want. The issue is if you're just trying to straight up save money on dining at Disney World, Getting the dining plan is going to end up making you spend more money than you would have if you didn't get it. Because if you don't have the dining plan, sometimes, you know, have a big meal for breakfast and end up skipping lunch. Uh, You know, you might decide that you don't want to do a table service because you're just too full, like you don't want to do another buffet. Sometimes you might just be wandering around Epcot and just end up eating snacks during like one of its many festivals instead of getting a full meal. So, you know, you will usually spend less money if you're buying a la carte than getting the dining plan in general. And, you know, I think you feel pretty much the same way about the dining plan. Is that right, Leslie? Yeah, I do too. And I know you have a great post on your blog about a time where you were sort of able to make the dining plan work when you had were going with extended family and ordered fewer dining plans than you had people. So we'll link to that in the show notes. But yeah, I mean, for, for the average, you know, family of four or five people going, you know, all of them together, staying in one room, you're not going to save money. And the pressure to eat food, like, I don't want that at Disney. I mean, there's enough pressure to do everything else. I don't want to be like, am I getting my money's worth? Like every time it's time to eat. And, uh, you know, I I feel like it cuts down on my flexibility. That's just my personal take. Some people swear by it because they want to budget. They want to know exactly how much their Disney vacation is going to cost. I would rather take the risk that I would spend less, you know, as well as the risk I would spend more, but just ultimately do what I want. Yeah. So there's definitely times if you have multiple rooms at 
a Disney World hotel, or I guess even if you have people who are going with you who are offsite, you can use your Disney dining plan credits for people who are not in your party, except for at Hollywood and Vine. For some reason, I've been hearing that they've been like cutting down on that. But like, for example, if I'm there and I have the dining plan and you're there with your family, Leslie, I could like pay for your meal. So there are ways that you can get value um, out of that. We mentioned them recently, but you know, you should check out Backside of Magic has a lot of ways to do that, both in a white hat manner and also in a black hat manner. But in general, you know, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head when you're trying to maximize your dining plan at least for the way my brain works, um, it just can be a lot of stress. And if you're just trying to straight up save money, usually you're not going to do so on the dining plan unless you get into some real hacks, which you know I think most people don't really want to bother with. Exactly. All right. So what do you got next for us, Leslie? All right. So this is one of my personal favorite tricks. I am a big fan of the mid-morning character breakfast slash brunch. And here's why. I mean, we've talked before about the fact that character meals cost a lot of money and they are more expensive than a lot of the other places that you could eat at Disney. But I love them because, you know, you kill the two birds with one stone, you get the food in, you meet the characters, but you can schedule like a character breakfast for say 10, 30, 11, and it can be enough food to last you through lunch till you have like an early dinner. And therefore you're kind of getting two meals for the price of one. And of course, also seeing all the characters at the same time. So this is something that we do really regularly, especially when I take my kids just down to Disneyland for a day or two. And, you know, we only have limited time in the parks. This is this is really great for shorter vacations at any of the Disney parks because, you know, who has time for two meals? There are rides to be ridden. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, I think in Disney World as in life, anytime any one thing can serve multiple purposes, um, to me that just brings a lot of value. So yes, cash wise, you might be spending more, but you're skipping a meal, you're getting to meet characters, you're waiting in line less. You know, I think that is worth the extra investment. And overall, you might end up saving money because in the same way, again, if you're not on the dining plan, you're not trying to like have a meal for every single meal. Um, And so, you know, if you have that big meal at 1030 or 11, you know, you can get all the way to dinner. Sometimes you're so full that even dinner ends up being smaller. Question for you, Leslie. How do you like sustain your kids until 10, 30 or 11? Because, you know, I know my kids need to have something before then. Oh, definitely. And this is just where the snacks in the hotel room make sense. You know, we'll pack something in our backpack or, you know, they'll get a granola bar or a bowl of dry cereal because they like to eat their cereal dry. But yeah, something like that will sustain them. And usually a milk in the morning will give them a little protein and they'll be fine. Yeah. And if you need supplies, um, that is a perfect segue into my next tip. We've talked about it before. I really love getting grocery delivery. Um, and this works, you know, I think, I mean, this works obviously if you're at a Disney resort, but it works if you're not at a Disney resort. Getting dos- grocery delivery can really help you to save money on your food expenditures overall, whether that be getting stuff for breakfast and whether that be getting soda, which is a huge thing. You know, sodas are going to cost you like three bucks a pop, no pun intended, excuse me, uh, for that was bad. I, that, I didn't mean it. I liked it. Okay, I liked okay, it. Okay. Go Joe. <laughs> All right. So, um, but you know, it's going to cost you $3 of soda or $3.29, whatever. And you don't want to be paying for that in the parks. But if you're like Leslie and myself, you kind of need that Diet Coke fix. You can have it in the hotel room. You can get a 18 pack of 20 ounce sodas for as much as it would cost you to buy three sodas in the parks. And so- to get grocery delivery, you know, obviously if you're staying offsite, um, that's not too 
bad. If you're staying on site, Disney has just implemented this $6 fee for anything that you get through Bell services or through the front desk. Honestly, it's like really cryptic um, because you used to, they used to say you have to pay $5 to get packages delivered. I actually went back to my folio from the last time I did this, did this Leslie, and they did not charge me the $5. Um, and looking online, there's kind of no clarity, but worst case scenario, you're going to pay $6, which is the new fee that they have for getting your groceries delivered. And you can use Amazon Prime now. Um, you can use Garden Grocer. There's all these different Instacart, um, whatever kind of grocery delivery service you want. And no matter how much that markup is, it's still not going to be as much as the markup in the parks. Yeah, I totally agree. And another great item you should buy is bottled water. I know a lot of people hate the taste of the water in Orlando. And uh, that's that's another great thing to stock up on in your hotel room with the delivery service. Yeah, and you can bring that into the parks and they're not going to care. Um, and so, you know, I definitely agree with that. One issue I do have, uh, even though I do buy soda from, um, you know, grocery delivery services is, you know, kind of keep me at cold, especially because I can't bring the loose ice in now. I don't know if you have any solutions for that, Leslie. Yeah, I mean, I just rely heavily on the refrigerator and, and drink it fast, you know, in the summertime. That's the, that's the way it's going to go, though, in the middle of the day. Yeah, or, although, duh, I just remembered. By the way, I never brought loose ice into the parks. That was a joke. But anyway, I just remembered. You can always get a free cup of ice. So if you have your soda, just get a free cup of ice, pour it in. That's the next level hack. Yeah, definitely. All right, what you got next, Leslie? All right. So the last tip that I have is something that I know is very near and dear to your heart as well as mine. A great way to save money on dining at Disney is to use your travel rewards credit cards that give bonus rewards on restaurants. And this is something we haven't really gotten into a lot here on the podcast. And a future episode is definitely in order because Joe and I are veteran travel hackers. But you know, there are a lot of great credit cards out there that will give bonus points to um, you know, anytime you dine out. And the the restaurants at Disney code as restaurants for almost all of these credit cards. So a couple of examples, the Chase Sapphire Preferred and Chase Sapphire Reserve cards, the Amex Gold card, all of those give more than just sort of your usual 1% that a lot of uh, rewards credit cards give um, when you charge your restaurant charges. So you're getting you're getting your credit card bonuses after the fact for your Disney vacation and you know you're using those in whatever form that they are to redeem for future travel whether to Disney or somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I like to use uh, my City Prestige which is 5x points on restaurants now and you know, you can get pretty deep into this, but I think the general idea is being responsible with your credit, making sure you're paying it off, but getting some rewards back for the dining that you're using, uh, especially in the parks when the dining is costing more than normal. Definitely. All right, Joe, close us out with your final tip. Uh, so uh, my final tip was kind of, it's not good. I'm just throwing it out. But I will take this time, uh, you know, take my time on the podium to talk a little about for those of you who are annual pass holders or DVC members or you live in Florida, there is the Tables in Wonderland card, you know, which costs $150 for, you know, any of you that I just listed. And you get basically 20% off of all your food and beverage purchases. So, you know, I think if you have a trip, especially if you're going with a lot of people, you kind of only need one of these cards in your group, especially when you go to table service. So definitely that's something to check out and make sure you do the math on. I know... Not everyone knows. I think hopefully if you are DVC 
annual pass holder or a Florida resident, you already know about Tables in Wonderland. But if not, you know, make sure you kind of check that out, do the math, see whether that'll work for you and your trip and your budget. All right. Well, I think that those are some great tips that we've hit on. Let's close it out with a dining Disney do or don't. That's some serious alliteration there. Well done. My daughter's uh, working on alliteration at school. She would have loved that. A plus for you. (laughs) So um, yeah. So my dining don't is don't, you know, these do's or don'ts are kind of so funny because you can say it either way. So, but don't feel like you need to buy the full meal. Um, So for example, if you're buying a hamburger, they will on the menu package it with fries and a soda. You can just ask for the hamburger only and they'll take off a couple bucks for not having the fries and the soda. Um, So if you're really trying to save money, if you have your soda that you got from Amazon Prime now at your hotel or your water or whatever, uh, you don't need the fries, you don't need those extra calories anyway, you know, ask for the entree only, you'll save a couple bucks, that adds up. Obviously we're talking about quick service, um, but you know, I think that's just just a good tip to save a couple bucks here and there that I think can uh, really help you out. Totally, great tip, Joe. Also, a couple of quick corrections. First, Tables in Wonderland is $175 for Florida residents, so $150 if you're AP or DVC. But if you're a Florida resident, it's $175. And also from a previous episode, this seems like a good time to correct it. I pronounce prefix as prefee, so the correct pronunciation is prefix for any of you out there who care about that sort of thing. All right, so those are our favorite uh, ways to save money on dining when we're at Disney World and you know eating inside the parks. I'm sure some of you out there have great tips to share with us as well. So if you do, please contact us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, on Twitter at WDWDeciphered, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Um, you know, we really appreciate whenever we hear from you guys and all the feedback you've given us um, and the ideas that you've given us. So, you know, thanks so much for that. And if you have dining tips, please let us know. Remember that you can find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to support us, please check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered. Other than that, Leslie, thanks so much for talking to me about dining, and I will see you at Crystal Palace. Thanks, Joe.